TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 383, and I am Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hey, it's Peter from West Hollywood. And this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right, this week in the news, we have that Lucifer has been revived at Netflix, so we will be getting a season four, and that cliffhanger will actually be resolved which is the only thing I'm happy about because, I mean, I felt like the show was taking too long to get to the point where Chloe saw that he was the devil and then she fi- they finally get there and then the show's canceled. And I was like, what? No! <laughs> so we'll get some resolution for that. So I'm happy. Um, Oprah Winfrey has signed a content deal with Apple, which means that she's going to be making original programming for whatever Apple television original thing that they're doing that we still don't know what it is. Um, Star Trek Discovery showrunners are out. They have, uh, multiple, uh, complaints have been filed against them at HR by their writers. Apparently they were very abusive in the writer's room. And then they tried to intimidate their writers not to report them because they said, this is internal. You don't spread this outside of this room. And, uh, that got reported. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it's, and they're a writing team and I forgot Berg and something. I forgot the other guys, the guy's name. I think her name is Berg, but they're out. And now Alex Kurtzman, who was already a producer, but he was just like a supervising producer and he would direct some episodes. But as far as I knew it, he wasn't really a showrunner he's worked on movies but i don't think he's been a showrunner on television so i'm a little like at this point this is the third showrunner on discovery and the fact that they did it in the middle of the season is just like oh i don't know what's gonna happen but i do appreciate that they would not tolerate the kind of behavior that was going on in the writer's room so true i i do appreciate that even though like i said it was in the middle of the season they were like nope we're not dealing with it so, uh, here's hoping, though, that the quality of the show stays up. Uh, next, I have that uh, American Horror Story um, Season 8 is supposed to be a crossover between the Murder House and the Coven season. Yeah, and I heard about that. Question, Peter, since you watch this more than me, aren't, there still the, aren't they the same actors? Oh, it's true. Well, I mean, some. You know, I haven't seen the last couple seasons of... American the, Horror they, Story. I think, I think Allison's seen more than me. Yeah, I, I think so. I, they they do repeat, you know, the actors play different roles, but a lot of these take place during different eras, and they've established uh, in previous seasons that all of this is taking place in the same universe. So, and they, and they've had other characters who've appeared, um, specifically the uh, the microcephalic woman from from. Uh, Asylum appeared in Freak Show, and they've talked about her in in other uh, versions too. So, it's generally considered to be a continuing universe. So that the fact that they're doing a legit crossover uh, isn't surprising to me. I think they've been building to this. Okay, 
I just, uh, I was just wondering how they were going to have uh, the actors like playing the same characters at the same time. That's all I was thinking. The next piece of news I have is that Don Cheadle and Andrew Randall, I don't know who that is, uh, have a comedy coming called Black Monday, which has been picked up by Showtime. And I like Don Cheadle, so yay. And the last thing that he did on Showtime I really liked, I think it was on Showtime, um, it was House of Lies. Yeah, I really like that. So I'm looking forward to this as well. All right, that's all I got for the news. Let's start with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Westworld. And this episode was all about uh, the something nation. What is it? The the Ghost Nation. The Ghost Nation. Thank you. And what was, I mean, some people said they didn't like this episode because it took us out of the crazy high action we had from last week and just like slowed everything down. But I really appreciated that we flashed all the way back to almost the beginning and we saw basically the first host become conscious and what that meant for him as he waited for everybody else to catch up with him. So I was fascinated by this episode. Yeah, I agree. I loved this. I thought it was one of the best episodes they've had. And it, it makes me want to see more of the Ghost Nation and particularly um, the now I'm, I'm forgetting his name, but the leader of uh, the one who actually achieves consciousness first. Um, I, I thought he was just a, an amazing character. And I love the fact that, you know, you see him through the episode talking to um, to the daughter and right. you think, you know, he's talking to Maeve's daughter the whole time. And then it's suddenly it, he, he peppers little words into it, which clue you in that. Wait a minute. It, it's, it's like, what? And then finally you click into the fact that he's actually using the daughter as a conduit to speak to Maeve. Right. Right. And right. and that was that was just wonderful. And it was extremely affecting. And uh, seeing this because she's been so terrified of him this whole time. And it turns out that this whole time he's actually been trying to protect her. Right. And I, I loved seeing that. Well, and I also wonder if he, I think he was responsible also for making her conscious. Cause he kept putting the maze in front of her. Like he put it in her yeah. front yard. He put it on toys for the little girl. So he's actually the reason that she achieved consciousness and I think that that's amazing, too. So it's like they backtracked and everything we've seen before, they're like, no, this is the same information, but like with more uh, a wider view. And this is really what happened. And I thought that was fantastic. This was by far one of their stronger episodes. And it really makes you see them as real people. Like he makes you see it more, way more than um, Dolores. Like... You can't empathize with Dolores anymore. So, yeah, um, no, I'm totally team Maeve at this point. <laughs> I, I think Dolores has just gone way off the deep end, and and it's it's. I don't know if they're ever going to, you know, bring that back, or if they're just going to keep going in that direction because she was the character we first empathized with. So right. you know, seeing seeing her go so completely in the opposite direction is is kind of you know, weird. So I'm not sure what they're going to do with her ultimately. But yeah, I loved seeing also the answers to, you know, what, like, for instance, the, the, the maze that was on the inside of people's scalps. Yeah, we were so like, how did, did that, that come, come from? from? Right. And yeah, now we know. Um, so and also I, we I know love... the answer to the puzzle because in season one, 
it was the man in black was chasing the puzzle and and uh anthony hopkins character kept telling him this is not for you and we were like what does that mean and now we totally understand what he was talking about exactly it absolutely wasn't for him right and uh so it, it there all these these little tidbits you know i loved I loved uh, the the fact the, the the trigger for for him achieving consciousness was coming across um, uh, God I'm blanking on his name now what's Albert. his name in, in the desert Albert in the desert no not Albert um, uh, oh the drunk guy the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that the guy that was who, yeah the one yeah William's brother-in-law right um, yeah and so it also uh, Logan that's right. Um, he, they, they, he comes across him and it, it gives you an idea of why he got so messed up later on, because I mean, he was just halfway gone by the time he found him in the desert. Um, and it, it, that, that as the trigger, when he starts talking about, you know, other worlds and he's in the wrong one and right. it twigs and it's, it, that's, it, it's, it was filled with all kinds of wonderful stuff that we've been questioning for a long time and wondering you know how things got started and and what was the impetus and and what is you know what's going on with the ghost nation and all of that (laughs) how do they play into all this and it this just you know it put so many little puzzle pieces into the picture it it was it was great i i everything about this episode was fantastic yeah so we're definitely giving it thumbs up all around I just wish, like, all the... I mean, I love the action, but sometimes these quiet ones just really get you, too, in a different way. So, thumbs up for me. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Deep State, and I think I'm the only one who watched it. Uh, And this is a new series uh, starring um, Mark Strong, I want to say his name is. Um, Allison, did you see any trailers or anything for this? Or no? I I saw some trailers and I like Mark Strong, but yeah, honestly, you call something deep state, and I'm just gonna go no. <laughs> I just, I, you know, that's that's like that's like a nature's way of saying no. So I I don't know if it turned out to be good or not, but well, I, I I was everything about it just put me off. Um, well, the series is actually kind of interesting, and I, I I they they depend they may depend too much on on this, but they depend on on telling the story in two different time periods where, and it's not really time periods, it's really like a week or two apart from each other. So you're, you're seeing this, this team that's undercover that's like in Beirut and they're doing this mission and everything seems to be going great. And then you're seeing Mark Strong with his family and he's all happy and everything is fine in his life. But then he starts getting these really cryptic messages and he and his wife are getting them, and she's like, what is going on? And he's like, oh, I have no idea. But you can tell very quickly that he's lying, that he does know that's why something is going on. And they quickly reveal that he's like a retired secret agent. And they want him to go on this mission, and they basically threaten his family if he doesn't. They're like, go on this mission, or um we're gonna kill your family i was like what kind of recruitment is that but uh you know it was a little it was a little crazy i was like who are these guys but they tell him like when they brief him they're like uh there was this team in beirut they've gone rogue you need to take them out um but at the same time we're watching that team like a week before how everything goes wrong for them and Mm -hmm. uh 
what the big reveal is in the first episode is that one of the members of the team that he's supposed to be taking out, well, one of the members of the team that's not there, that they say that the rest of the team went rogue and killed that agent, is that that particular agent is his son from a previous marriage. And so they're like, these guys killed your son. You need to go on this mission and kill them. But of course, you know, somebody's lying about something and some, not everything is as it appears to be. And we're on the journey with Mark Strong's character and learning what really happened to lead up to the kill order that he got on these people. And I like the fact that he absolutely doesn't just believe this guy who gives him the mission. Because obviously the dude that gave him the mission is like, we're going to kill your other family if you don't go avenge the death of your other family. And it was like, what? Like, why wouldn't you just say, hey, somebody killed your son. Do you want to go on this mission? But instead, we're going to threaten your young daughters and have them all hide under the bed first. Um, like it was, Cause that's a way to win trust, right? Always. And 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 it, I, it was just like there were too many signals that somebody was lying about something, and I like that he wasn't dumb. Like he was just like, okay, this is not what it appears to be. Let me figure it out. And uh, so that's kind of the premise. And the deep state in this particular instant is the government that sent him on the mission. So he has to figure out the lies within the lies within the lies, and has to unravel it. And so they're, like I said, the the cool device that they're using is you're watching him get to Beirut and try to do an investigation. And then they do these flashbacks where you see the team just a few days earlier going over the same ground as they do the mission that they're on. And then you kind of like the timelines are starting to converge. And uh, so, yeah, I'm intrigued. I think that Mark Strong is definitely a strong actor. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I see what I did there. Um, but it's it's a well-told story. Uh, I think the guy that they have playing his son doesn't necessarily... I don't know if it's believable that this kid is his son, but it's believable that he's a good actor. Like, I, I sympathize with him and what he's trying to do, and you're on his side. And so, in that regards, I do think it's worth a watch. It's worth... Um, don't pay attention to the name... <laughs> it's just a it's a good performance and it's a good story so far okay. and it's not trying to like tell it like you know do an agenda it's not trying to do that at all it's just like a father trying to find his son is really what it's about so i liked it um okay. all right next up we're going to talk about fear the walking dead mid-season finale and I think I predicted this back at the premiere when I saw that Jenna Elfman had been cast on the show. I was like, oh, they got all these new cast members. And hey, look, Jenna Elfman looks just like the woman that plays Madison. Uh, I was like, Madison is not long for this world. And I was correct. That was exactly why they cast Jenna Elfman. Because apparently the showrunner said that coming into the new season, that was the plan all along. They wanted to see what the family was like without Madison. Um... So that was the worst kept secret ever. But apparently people were surprised. What did you think of the plot twist I put in parentheses? 
Um, well, I didn't think it was very twisty. I mean, I know that we were talking. In fact, it was so obvious that I remember we were having discussions of, well, you know, I think it's just a red herring that, you know, they're, they're yeah, Madison's got to be alive because this is too obvious. Well, apparently they thought that it was really subtle because this is exactly what happened. Right. Um, and, you know, a, a, we, you know, I was pointing out before that nobody was bothering to look for her. So that's right. kind of a clue that, you know, she's they're not planning to find her. Um, so, yeah, it was not surprising. And I know that there are people who've been who are upset that the character is gone. And um, I'm I'm not one of them because I never really thought that Madison was a well-drawn character. I happen to really like Kim Dickens, who plays Madison. I've loved her in Treme and, you know, I've loved her in Deadwood and really looking forward to the Deadwood movie that's going to be coming out. Um, But uh, I don't think that that Madison was ever consistent as a character or or particularly likable. She was she was rarely someone who I felt like rooting for. And so I, I don't feel too bad that that she as a character is gone. And as you pointed out, you know, they brought in um, Jenna Elfman, and she, I, I, she's so similar in terms of type that I think that she's going to end up stepping into Madison's shoes, you know, and being maybe not the same kind of character, but being uh, kind of the the uh, female lead, uh, right? That that we're going to see. Yeah, I, so I agree. I, yeah, and you know, in the, in the meantime, I think the focus is going to switch as it already has really to to the new characters who've been introduced they're very keen on the show to you know put this in a a new direction and for the most part it's been a good direction i haven't particularly liked the last two episodes i don't but think I, they were structured well i think but... also the last two episodes have been focusing on kind of getting rid of the old characters so we've been spending a lot more time with them which is why it feels i think clunky i think the new writers don't really like writing for some of the older characters and and it shows um and i think that's why the last two have been a little clunky because they're trying to like okay we're flushing this out and we're getting rid of you guys and so but the, the episodes that were the strongest are the ones that focused on the newer people and which is true yeah, yeah. But I just think that they got really sloppy and lazy because they, you know, the the characters started being phenomenally stupid all over again in the last two episodes. And, the, you know, in an episode where we're supposed to be saying goodbye to to the show's central, previously the show's central character, I, th- I thought more should have been done to, to make it hang together. And so much of it didn't hang together from a strictly storytelling perspective, from a logical perspective, that they, they, they just substituted montages for actually showing what was going on mm-hmm. and you know i was it, it, as i was watching it i'm thinking you know well why aren't we watching what's happening and the further along it went it was because nothing that's happening is making a lot of sense it's just <laughs> happening because we need to get from point a to point b and so I'm, I'm hoping that when they pick up again and they aren't in that position anymore the writing will once again improve Right. I think once we get the focus back where the writers want the focus, I think the show will be fine. And I agree with you. I've Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that I'm not a fan of Madison. So um, it was sad to see other people's reaction. Actually, you know, it was sad to see other people's reaction to her death more than I felt for her death. So, all right, let's move on. Um, next up, we're going to talk about Into the Badlands. 
And this episode primarily focused on the widow and the coup against the widow. Uh, led by apparently the soldiers that were at that bridge that we saw like several episodes ago. And I don't know how they got the forces together to do a coup or why they even wanted a coup or what their motivation was or what they thought they were going to necessarily get out of it. Like it didn't seem like a smart plan is my main issue. Um, I mean, I guess they wanted the war to end like that makes sense, but Mm -hmm. how they went about it doesn't make sense. Not really, but I, I think I, I can understand the motivation because the last time we saw them, they had been pretty much abandoned. You know, right. they, they were they had just been left to their own devices and they were being slaughtered. And so I think that that they kind of and, and I think the very last thing that happened was finding out that the guy who finally did come and and help them with the standoff through that that alleyway was not even uh, supposed to be their their lead guy he was he was somebody who was not affiliated with the widow at all that was you know Sonny was just on the run pretending so i think that kind of tore it it's like there's they, they they got the impression that there's really no one on their side and the widow certainly doesn't care about them so they went on the attack and it was a bad plan but you know the that's what they did I, it was understandable under the circumstances right um, i just expected it they should have just left abandoned their posts and just left versus trying to do a coup which got them all killed that's all yeah. um and the trust uh what is her name oh it's not the widow the woman that's under the widow uh i forgot who oh, she Lydia? is Lydia. yeah Lydia? like Neither side should have trusted her because she was all about like she thought everybody was wrong and was going to do whatever the situation warranted in like whichever side she thought was going to win was what she was going to do. I mean, I think she sided with the widow a little more, but she was hedging her bets all over the place. Definitely. Um, Well, she's all about survival. You know, I think being with the Baron before taught her that. Right. And then you have Sonny breaks away from captivity, which you knew was only going to take five seconds. And uh, then he ends up killing that riverboat king who you said you hated anyway. So, so now, he's, yeah, now he's dead. Um, and then we finally put a face to his enemy that he had in his dreams that he doesn't really remember. My thing is they've insinuated that Sonny has all these crazy powers. And I'm like, let's get to that, please. Versus, like, can we just get him to the story he's supposed to be in, which is he has to have a confrontation with the pilgrim that will in theory, awaken his powers and let's do this. Well, it looks like from, from the previews anyway, it looks like that's about to happen. Yeah, but it should have been happening already. That's my frustration. That's all. Mm. Wasting his time with the river King and, uh, Paji's Paji's, uh, ex-wife was just, Oh, wasting my time. Yeah, that I didn't need. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks like we're finally getting on track uh, this coming week, you know, this coming episode. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. And that's all I have to say about that one. Uh, let's move on. Uh, next up, uh, we're going to talk about Step Up on YouTube Red. It's a TV show uh, that's apparently sort of based off the movies. I'll let Peter explain more since he's the one who is recommending it. Uh, yeah, thanks. So, <clears throat> look, I'm... Uh... I don't know if I've ever talked about this on 
uh, the podcast, but I am a big Step Up fan. Uh, I really like the Step Up movies. I don't, you know, I have no idea how many musicals or dancicals Allison and uh, Libya have seen. But, you know, obviously, if you go into watching um, a musical-like type thing, you're not, ne- I mean, of course, there's Singing in the Rain or something, but you're not necessarily looking for, like, great story or acting you know you just really want you're hoping that the dancing is like modern and fun and and that's what i like about the step up movies i've always been a fan i mean step up to uh step up to the streets you know the second one which is about <laughs> 10 years old now i think um i is just i've seen that so many times it's so watchable like to me again i cannot defend it like as far as like being great art or anything but i really like it anyways so um i I tried my 30-day YouTube Red because I wanted to watch Cobra Kai, uh, which we'll get to later in the podcast. But also on there, I was like, oh, what else do they have? And they have Step Up High Water. And I was like, oh, I'm like, is it connected to Step Up? And it is. And um, I was expecting basically cheesy acting, but really fun dancing. And when I hit play on the first episode, it was like, 56 minutes and i was like really i was like an hour for these things i was like feels like this would be a half hour but to my pleasant surprise um it's actually pretty good uh i mean it's basically about uh twins in high school um a brother and a sister who live in ohio their mother ends up uh as a drug addict and ends up having to go to jail and because of that they need to move to atlanta to live with their uncle that they don't really know and in atlanta there is a, a kind of um, a, a kind of kind of like a, a Juilliard or whatever like school called High Water, but it's but it's brand new and it's made by Odom Sage, who's this cool hip hop rapper guy who's completely fictional or whatever. So he basically owns the studio, but the, the catch is if you go to this place, there you know as a dancer or singer or whatever, you're going there hopefully as a career, but they don't offer a diploma. So the crux is, do the kids go to the public school, which isn't very good, um, but, you know, they get their diploma, or do they try to go to high water, which is really what they want to do, but, like, from that, it's not like you can go to college or something afterwards. And I'm surprised at how I was pulled in dramatically. Again, I'm not saying this is the best thing ever, but I don't know. I It kind of reminded me of the best stuff I liked about empire in the first couple seasons where it's kind of about dance and hip hop and you have a dramatic, you have some weight to like what's going on. And you know, the added bonuses, the dancing is pretty good. Um, by the end of the second, I would say if anybody's listening to this and has any curiosity, watch the first two episodes. And if by the end of the second, cause I feel like it almost feels like a two hour pilot. Like the first two episodes kind of ends on a kind of a, everything kind of comes together and I gotta say, I was, I was kind of moved. I, I, was, <laughs> I was, I'm not saying I was like super crying, but I was kind of emotionally invested by the end of how it all came together. That I was like, oh, I was like, I'm totally on board. So I'm on like episode, I think I'm on five or six now, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. I again, I, I know what everyone's thinking and stuff, but it, I was surprised. It's it's more, it has more drama. You know, of course, no, you don't have, you don't have an actor like. Um, Taraji or Terrence. No, you don't, you know, but they're good. They're, they're solid actors. So anyways, thumbs up for me. I enjoy it. 
and that's my pitch. Thank you. <laughs> I like how you thank the audience for their time. Uh, <laughs> next up, we're going to talk about The Expanse. And uh, this episode was... Oh, oh, okay. I was like, I had to remember what was happening. This episode was <laughs> Miller uh, floating around with uh, Holden in space as the Marines chased them down as... Uh, as Miller tried to convince Holden to do an action that apparently the machines couldn't do. The thing that's weird about this episode is I don't know if I would believe Miller. Like, once they get into the heart of this machine, and they're like, we just want you to put your hand in the device. And he's like, (laughs) what? Why? Like, oh, don't worry about it. Trust us. And I'm like, it'll "Eh." be fine. Yeah, I... The worst that could happen. I really, I really started not to trust him. Like at first, <laughs> I was like, "Miller's totally helping you guys. This is great." But then, once they get to inside the machine, I was like, "No, man, don't do it. Don't do it." What did you think? Yeah, I had the same feeling, you know. And and Holden, I mean, at least he said, "I'm not doing anything until you tell me what that is." Um, eventually he, he kind of had to, he was sort of forced to because the Marines intervened and they were starting to shoot at them and whatnot. So he felt compelled to do that. Um, although I, you know, I think I would have felt even dicier about it after the, the protomolecule, um, rip that dude apart, that guy apart. Oh my God. You know, uh, what's crazy is like when that moment happened, my jaw dropped and I was just standing, I was just watching this with my mouth hanging open. Like, but I mean, we've seen the protomolecule do this before, but for some reason that was more shocking and I, I'm not sure why, but yeah, that was crazy. It, it really was. I mean, it's, it's like it was content to just, you know, freeze the bullets and everything. But when the guy threw the grenade, it's like, that's it. We're done. <laughs> No, I'm I'm defending myself, and you're over. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that was that was really weird. The I'm I'm kind of wondering what exactly happened to Holden. I'm I'm getting that what what I got out of it is that part of at least part of what the protomolecule is about is that it it needs to find other life forms and other solar systems and that anything with a consciousness needs to under needs to understand. communicate with it and understand it. And Take that was what Holden was there to do. And, and Holden had to make the connection because he had to understand the connection. He, they had to have someone who was alive, who knew what, what this thing was about. And what I'm wondering about is when he, he saw essentially the beginning of the protomolecule and you know miller was talking about how this thing has been around for billions of years and all of of these connections i mean it it looked like he was seeing other stars actually you know wink out of existence right so that's how long this thing has been around did holden just see that in the same time that we did or did he actually experience billions of years I in think he, that moment. I don't know if he got billions of years, but I think he got a lot. He got a serious information dump, dumped directly yeah. into his brain. And I think that's why he's like catatonic at the moment that yeah. he's going to have to figure out a way to sort all that information so that he can actually function again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I think that that's really interesting. And then uh, I like that when the proto molecule ripped that dude apart, it like froze all the ships that were inside the ring. And so like a bunch of people like died because they went from moving to absolutely still. Yeah. Um, and there was a battle happening and there was all these things happening all at the same time. So I want the fallout of that is going to be interesting for next week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thumbs up for me. I love what the expanse is doing. Like they keep surprising me. Um, they really do. I it's it's just so multi-layered and they have so many things going at the same time. It's it's an incredibly smart show and I I just I love the characters in it. And so I I'm I'm so thrilled that this got picked up because this would have been tragic if this was all we had this right. season. I agree. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the originals, and uh, this episode was basically the family that works together, does something together, and finds keys, and <laughs> lets themselves out of a psychic prison. Um, so the point was basically to see the family interact one, well, maybe not, actually not one last time, because now the spell's lifted, so they can now interact all they want, which I'm glad of, Um so, and then the big push was to get Elijah's memory back. Because there was a point in the episode where they were going back and forth where I thought they were going to cop out and not get Elijah his memory back. And I was going to be so annoyed by that. But I do appreciate that they were like, okay, fine, we'll do it. Um, and I really have to give credit to the actor because that moment where all the memories come rushing back into him, you can like almost tell individual thoughts as they come to his head and how they start to break him one at a time. And that was just really heart wrenching for me. I agree. And, and you know, I was actually, I, I was, I was dubious about what that moment would look like because I, I had the feeling I was pretty confident that they were going to restore his memory, but I, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to how they would deal with it because that moment could have been really botched. Right. really easily and it is entirely due to to daniel gillies and and the way he performed that scene that i absolutely bought that that was what was happening to him and just this crushing sense of of what he's seen and what he helped make happen uh and the loss of it all uh, and the weight of it all was just it was brilliantly handled. I, it was, it was a fantastic scene. Um, so yeah, I, I loved that. And he, he completely sold me on it. It was, it was wonderfully done. Uh, Um, what I think we we're we're worried about now is of course, I mean, yes, they can all be together because the spell was lifted, but the only way to lift that spell of course, was for, for hope to absorb all of that into her, which was the reason they had to be separated in the first place. So I don't think this is going anywhere good in the, in the short term. Well, no, not at all. Cause now hope is super powerful and got this darkness in her. And she's also mad at Elijah cause she holds him responsible for his, her mother's death. Now to be fair, technically it's that woman, what her, I forgot what her name was, uh, who got killed as well. Um, it was her fault. Oh that yeah. Haley yeah. died. The only thing that Elijah did was nothing, <laughs> which <laughs> sucks is he literally stood there and watched it happen and didn't do anything. Um, but it was really the other woman that that killed Haley. But of course, she's dead. So there's you can't beat her up. 
So Hope um, has a vendetta for next week. And I mean, he's going to remember his love for Hope, but she hasn't seen him since she was like seven. So, yeah, that's yeah. going to be awkward. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it because <laughs> I'm really glad that we have the Elijah that I know back. So hopefully he's not dead or they're not going to kill him before the end of the season. That's all. Uh, right now, I'm just hoping for most of my characters to make it out of the series finale. Like, that's really where I'm at right now. Uh, so, um, any other thoughts before we move on? Thumbs up? Thumbs up. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Arrested Development. And apparently, I'm the only one who watched it. Really? Guys, Arrested Development used to be the big... The big show that everybody loved. Oh, I, oh, I loved the. I mean, I loved it when it was on Fox, but when it went to Netflix, I I watched a few episodes and I was like, eh, like so. I've heard this season is better, but I don't know. I just haven't. I mean, because Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is back, so I have that for my comedy. You, know? <laughs> you only need one comedy in your <laughs> That's life. That's your yeah, no, no, no. I just no. Of course not. I love comedy, but I don't know. I just. I think I, mean, I, I, I think you don't need to finish that season whatever that's it was season four or whatever season that was that was the first season on netflix i think you can jump into this season mainly because this first episode it goes back to the pilot like it does a weird thing where you're watching they're they're cutting together footage from the pilot with this episode and telling a, a parallel story uh and i think if you're a fan of the original i think you'll like that um okay an interesting idea yeah, because it's, it's like uh, Jason Bateman's hair keeps changing, like, between scenes. It's like the way his hair looked in in the pilot and the way his hair looks now. And it's Do supposed they to comment be happening. on that? No, they don't. <laughs> but it's a, and, well, they comment on the fact that George Michael is obviously grown now. Right, right. Versus uh, what he's supposed to be in the pilot, like, they do comment. They're like, oh, how my have you grown? Like, they do make that comment. Uh, but it's supposed it's a weird time thing where it's supposed to be happening at the same time. And I when I was watching it, I was like, man, I wish I'd gone back and watched the pilot again, because I feel like they expect you to really know that pilot well for this to work. Um, and I was a little like, wait, OK, I remember that. OK, wait, what happened next? Like. I really, because I had rewatched the show before season four, so I watched seasons one, two, three, and then right went right into season four, and then season four wasn't that great. I wish I had done that for this because I think that would have totally helped me uh, on mm. on this season. So I would recommend give it a shot, watch the first episode, and see what you think. Um, All right. I think you will be surprised, especially if you remember season one really well. I think you will enjoy it. Uh, I haven't finished it because I feel like I'm missing pieces. Like when I'm watching it, I'm like, wait, what? I was like, I think this is what's happening. And I can't really remember. So I'm like struggling to remember as I'm watching the show. So that was my thing. So my recommendation, go back, watch season one before you watch this new season. Uh, (laughs) So I'm going to say it's weird because I feel like I'm not sure how to give a recommendation because I feel like I miss some of the jokes. Um, it was, it wasn't as great as the first three seasons, 
but I like what they're trying to do. I think it's really interesting. Um, that's all I have to say about that so far. I've, and I've watched the first two of, of the season. Um, right. So next up, we're going to talk about Cobra Kai, which is another YouTube Red show. I think this is the record for us of YouTube Red shows in one podcast. Um, and I've watched up to, I think, episode nine. There's only ten episodes, so I think I have two episodes left. Is that, is that what you said, Peter? Did I have two left? Wait, so you've watched... Wait, you've watched nine or not watched nine? I'm not sure. Uh, the last thing that happened was they set Johnny's car on fire. Oh, Oh man, the next episode's really good. Damn it! Yeah, but I haven't seen it. Sorry. Right. Yeah. The next, yeah. Next really uh, good. But I'm saying is that does that give me two more episodes or one more episode? Two more. Two more. Okay. Yeah, nine. So that I've seen yeah. eight. I've seen eight episodes, and I and I really I still stand by my thing that Russo Larusso is not the greatest person, but I did enjoy his training with with Bobby Robbie Robbie. I did enjoy, yeah, I really enjoyed their training sessions and he had, and that had, he was, he was having him wash on, wax on, wax off. He was uh, doing all of that stuff. Like that was a nice callback. I thought that was a really good callback because there's that moment where he's like, I love this moment because the kid stomps off and he's like, why are you just giving me your stupid task to do? And he was like, I love this part. Um, (laughs) so then he get they take him to the training room and he shows him that he's learned all these blocks and moves and stuff. And that was all pretty cool. That, that was really good. Like that was thoroughly enjoyable, but he still comes off as a jerk. Anytime he's in the room with Johnny, like you really don't like him when they're in the same room together. I would agree. I think that the, the, the stroke of, I mean, they're not genius maybe because it's not like a, it's not like you know, genius show, but the, but the, the really clever thing that the show did is, is taking that kind of outdated, you know, especially now in the me too era, this kind of outdated chauvinist, misogynist male bully who was, and he was the jerk, you know, in the karate kid movies and everything and making us feel for, I think his name is sub Zapka, Richard Zapka or, that's the actor's name um and they do a pretty good job of that and so you're right i i find him way more interesting than danny Russo. i think that i think that by the end of i think about where you are i think Russo is he's not terrible it's it's just that you know i mean he's he's a successful suburban dad i mean he's a little soft and he has the best intentions but he, he can be a little douchey and stuff you know i mean but on the other end yeah i really like seeing Johnny trained Miguel, and then of course now he's got all the the outcasts. The nerds, yeah. And then we well, and then we find out that Johnny himself was kind of an outcast. Is that we've always seen him as this big bully, you know? So I mean, like actually, I think it's all pretty effective. Like I also just the struggle of somebody who is who has this entitlement, you know, this white male privilege entitlement, but you know, he, his life he is kind of a loser and. He's got the well, or he had his car. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just—I don't know. I'm—I really, it's a pretty good job of making us a, that he's compelling, and even if he can totally be a jerk, he's absolutely a jerk. Where I'm just like, oh, dude, don't say. Like, I mean, in early in the season when he calls the one kid, does he call him Lip or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then of course, 
that kid flips the switch. You know, he gets the mohawk and he becomes cooler. You know, well, that's the thing that's is Johnny like Johnny that. told him, he was like, if you don't want to be called Lip, flip the script, make it yours, make it your story. And he, I, I mean, he was kind of, he was a jerk when he was saying it, but I like yeah. how that kid took his advice and went with it. Like, I thought that was fantastic. I agree. Uh, um, um, but I, I, like, I think the, I think the biggest issue I have with the show and, um, I think Step Up is a little like this too. Is that like YouTube Red? I think is relatively new. Like maybe only yeah. a couple of years. It's not it's and, barely a year. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so I feel like Cobra Kai, especially, but even a little Step Up High Water, they pull somewhat as their stories. They 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 somewhat rely on the whole the classic old soap opera sitcom thing, which is the. You know, there's these two characters, and the one character doesn't really know something that the other character is doing, or it's a misunderstanding. And I feel like television has evolved that we don't really do those kind of tropes as much. But in Cobra Kai, there's a lot of that where it's like yeah. Miguel and and Johnny's uh, not Johnny, Danny uh, daughter daughter. Yeah, there's a lot of that whole like ugh, if these two just talk to each other, it would not be a big deal. You know, like. That kind of stuff's a little silly, you know, but I... I well, to be I, fair, if Johnny and LaRusso sat and talked to each other, we wouldn't have a show. Uh, well, I I don't have... I, I can't comment on that. Um, <laughs> I think you should see episode nine. I think it's pretty great. Um, so, but uh, I somewhat see what you're saying, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I really... I'm excited. All, I, all I'll say, look, when, when it ended... I'm not going to say what happened. When it ended... I was very much like, okay, I'm totally on board for season two. I was like, bring on. So, yeah, I think it's a good, you know, I mean, we've seen this a lot in movies. I'm trying to think if we've, oh, I mean, I guess no anti-TV too, where it's like Will and Grace and the new Star Wars movies. We have this thing where it's like, now it's not just, not really just a remake. It's like you're bringing back the actors from 20, 30 years ago. And you're showing who they are now, but you also have a new generation of actors and you're trying to bridge that forward. And it works better, I think, than just remaking something. Like right. if they just remade Karate Kid, which they did as as with um, Will Smith's son, like it's fine. You know, it's Jackie Chan and everything. But like this, I don't know. I mean, I, I it's curious because we're all on this podcast. We're all older. I think we've all seen Karate Kid and stuff, but... I would be curious to see what something like this is if you are Miguel's age, if you're a high schooler, because like, would you care who Johnny and Bruce? I don't know. Like to me, it works really well, you know, but I don't know. What do you think? I think if you've never seen the original Karate Kid, it doesn't work Um, because you're, you're invested in how different they are from their old images. And they use footage from the movie in the show to counter yeah, to tell counterpoints and if you've never seen the movie it, it, i don't think it works but, but i do like miguel miguel's brand new i, I like oh him. yeah like but miguel yeah, is basically the new danny larusso he's that awkward kid nerd who's getting beat up by bullies so yeah but the thing is is now that he's so strong and he can fight and defend himself he's in a dangerous situation of becoming the not the bully, but he's getting a little arrogant. 
So oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is an interesting twist because he's being that's because he's being trained, you know, no bad student, just bad teacher. Like right. trained by Johnny. I think the I think the good hook though is that Johnny in many ways, yes, he is a bad teacher, but I think that he's at a point in his life where he's going to start to realize that. And then the journey is well, going to be how does he contend with that? And also and he's really learning he, he's too. You know right. I mean? like, but I also feel like he's learning from Miguel as much as Miguel is learning from him because that yeah, meeting, yeah, sure. the meeting he took with the board, uh, the only reason that meeting went well was because Miguel coached him. Miguel was like, okay, be smart. Don't punch anybody. Do this, do that. And then he like, he was like, and when you feel like this, you know, like he literally coached him on how to get through that That's meeting. And, you know, and I thought it, I thought it worked well, but uh, so I think the whole point is kind of like being a good person is kind of in between, like that balance between those two. But that's all we have to say about. Let's let's move on. Obviously, we've we've talked about Cobra Kai, and we're all we're giving it thumbs up. You should t- totally if oh, yeah. you haven't started watching it, you should absolutely watch it, especially if you watch the Karate Kid as as a kid and and you like the movie. This really really works. Alright, uh, next up we're going to talk about uh, Strange Angel on CBS All Access, which probably five people in this world has seen because nobody has <laughs> CBS All Access. Um, and I saw the, the reason I watched it was because they had the posters everywhere. Yeah, in LA it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Like, and I was yeah. like, what is this I Strange Angel? I managed to miss that. I, I, I really? Oh my god, it. it's like, yeah. yeah. Until yeah. you told me, are you going to watch Strange Angel? I had never even heard of it before. Well, obviously you don't drive around LA. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, I took a bus and it's it's, it's on a lot of my buses. It's, it's, it's basically it's a picture of the main guy with the with the shades, yeah. Yeah, and I think it says, like, science, what is it, science something, science, science strange magic or something like that. Like, it's a pretty normal, like, tagline. Yeah, and I, and yeah, I, and I kept seeing yeah, the so. thing, and I didn't know what it was about, and I was like, I need a trailer. What is a trailer for this? And then I ended up not watching the trailer. I just watched it, and I didn't know what to expect. And then when I was – because it starts off in a weird, like, red – uh, samurai movie, and I was like, "Wait, what is happening? Like, what is this?" Uh, and then it comes out, and you realize he's reading a comic book, and I was like, "Okay." But then you find out you're in like the 1920s, 40s, 40s. No, no it was no. He's no. It's, it's late 30s, late 30s, because the World War, War II. Two. Yeah, even have Neville Chamberlain War. on the radio talking right. about how he just came back. Yeah, it's it's late 30s. We're about late to go 30s. into World okay. World War Two. Well, yeah, World War Two. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so all of the so you're trying to figure, and, and then the thing that's weird is the characters don't act like they're there in the 30s. Like his attitude to his boss was yeah. that's like the attitude that people give now to their bosses. I know, that's and so weird, it was so strange. I was like, wait, saying, what? Right, because his boss is like, oh, your break is up, and he's like, I've got 10 seconds left, and he puts a sandwich in your mouth. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Either, the, either. Either he's 15, which he's not. He's an adult. He's in his 30s, I think. Or, yes, it's contemporary, which is right. weird. Um, yeah, so his yeah, attitude but... was really bizarre. I, it, it, Once you actually find out what it's about with the science as far as he's trying to build a rocket um, that can go into space. He's like, I want to put a man on the moon. And I was like, okay. Or he didn't really say a man on the moon, but he said he wants to put a man in space. No, but... 
Yeah, so right. I was like, I was like, okay, that's the premise, and it shows you him trying to do the science and figure it out, and I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. And then the neighbor moves in, and I have to say, at first, his relationship with the neighbor was really kind of interesting. I was like, oh, this is the most interesting thing that's happened on the show. And then it becomes like a cult thing, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is I'm going like, on? It's funny, I, it's funny because, like, you know, I don't know, like, the OA and the Pat, like, Cults are very popular. Somebody had a theory that like we've gone from the last five years is po- is all post apocalyptic, and now we're moving into cults, and that's fine if it's a good story. I don't care, but I totally rolled my eyes and I was just like, oh, come well, but on. you know, but like, but you know that like, this is yeah. real. You know that this is based on a real story, though. That Jack Parsons right. was a real oh. person, and yes, I'm, yep. I mean, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna lose cred as a geek but i did not know this when i started watching the show i like you i didn't even bother to read a synopsis and i just decided eh, i'll watch it and i was completely lost i had no clue and then of course like you said the all the cult stuff went in and i'm like what <laughs> and and i i i went online and i you know to find something about the show and discovered not only was this guy real, he's one of the founders of JPL and he actually did get hooked into the cult uh, of Aleister Crowley and um, later on also with L. Ron Hubbard. And he, I mean, he, he has, he's one of the weirdest individuals um, that you could possibly do uh, a story about. Um, And he's honestly, I mean, with the right, story in the right direction the right writers and the right actor (laughs) thank you um this could be fascinating because i I actually saw pictures of the real guy who was uh, very good looking but also beyond weird and (laughs) and, i mean this should be like a two-hour movie directed by john waters okay you know uh, or maybe even a stage musical by the same people who did reefer madness that's how weird this should be and I just did not get that level of strangeness and certainly not the, the level of entertainment value that I should have gotten <laughs> from a guy who's that bizarre. Um, and they're planning on drag. I mean, I thought it was draggy with just the pilot, but apparently they're planning to drag it out for five years. And I, I just can't even, <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Well, I, the only thing so that you... Wait, wait, wait. So, Allison... Are you going to watch the next episode or no? I, you know, I, I think I may tune in just out of pure curiosity to see if they are, are able to do anything more interesting with it. Uh, Cause I mean, the, the subject matter is fascinating. There's actually, and I, I highly recommend this. There is a drunk history episode that talks about him and it's uh. hilarious. Absolutely. They do his entire life in seven minutes and it's perfect. Um, so if you can, if you can catch that, that, that I highly recommend, but I, I, I don't know how they're going to, to make this work by dragging this out for five seasons. It's, five there's just not seasons. enough story there. As weird as he is, it should be something much more brief and something where they're willing to get a lot weirder than they are. Well, they might get weirder, weirder in the next episode. Uh, Cause it looks like he pretty much joins the cult in episode two. Um, yeah. He, well, he did, you know, historically. Um, but uh, I, how, how the thing is, they're they're trying to drag this out for such a long time that I'm worried that we're, what we're going to see is just a lot of filler, and instead of really getting to the stuff that's interesting. 
Well, I have no idea. I mean, I am intrigued because uh, his relation, like the neighbor, the reason I thought his relationship with the neighbor was so fascinating because there's this moment where he's like lighting the dude's cigarette and there's like this tension between them. And I was like, wait, are they going to kiss? Like, and it's like he felt the same thing. So he like backed away from the guy and was like, oh, I got to go. And I was like, what is that? Uh, So I don't know. There's so many things happening that. I'm curious to find out what happens, I guess. It's not, it didn't turn me off. Like, it wasn't like, oh my God, this pilot is trash. I was very much like, I don't know what's happening. This is kind of interesting. Uh, there are aspects of the story that I, like the science, like I want to see him build the rocket. Like, I absolutely want to see that. Um, so yeah, there's, there's bits of it that I really think could be really cool. So I don't I'm know, not, man. I, Go ahead. Okay. No, I'm done. Um, I thought what Allison just said was very interesting, like especially connecting to L. Ron Hubbard. I was like, oh, that is pretty fascinating and stuff. But just based on the pilot, it's way too long. Um, it, again, it's so funny. I keep coming back to this. But look, CBS All Access is another new streaming service. And while Discovery, I think, was mostly – some people didn't like Discovery, but I would say – like the production value is really good and but yeah, I'd say in general it was it was well received. This reminds me much more of a first generation like Hulu, where I'm just like, ah, I was like, yeah, production value's fine and it's a cool idea, but I mean honestly my biggest thing is and I'll see what you guys think. Can you imagine if and I know this is impossible because he's a movie star, but imagine if Chris Pratt was the guy instead of the guy that they have I think the show would have worked a lot better. I don't think the the actor, there's something about him where I just, he's not, he's not spontaneous enough to be like, what's he going to do? You know, maybe, maybe like the actor who plays on Lucifer and he's not like layered enough to make me feel like a Don Draper on Mad Men. So he's kind of a weird kind of like, well, he's kind of a jerk and I guess he's supposed to be smart, but I don't really see that. But again, I don't know if that's the script or the actor. Like, do you guys think this this a different actor would have pulled this whole thing together better? You know, I don't know. Well, I, I agree. I don't. I, I don't know whether it's it's one or the other. I I'm getting. He just comes off as too conventional for what I've learned about the the actual person, and and they actually make him look more conventional than he needs to be. Um. So, I, and I don't know if that's because they're they're afraid to go where this story needs to go or whether the actor himself just doesn't have the charisma to pull it off. It's hard to tell. What do you think, Olivia? Uh, I'm okay with the actor other than I had uh, Bryce flashbacks while I was watching it because I was just... (laughs) I had just... I had just finished watching 13 Reasons and um, I immediately turned this on, and I was like, why does this guy look really familiar? I was like, oh my god, it looks like Bryce. I was like, is that Bryce? And I had to look at it a couple of times. A different. I was like, ah, oh, no, that's not him. But he looks so much like that actor that it made me immediately not like him. Um, and then I had to be like, okay, not the same actor. I'm okay. This is, this is... And then it made me wonder, like, what if I see the actor plays Bryce in something else? Like, I was totally distracted at this point. Um... <laughs> But I don't know. Um, he didn't bother me as much as I think he bothered the two of you. Um, I thought his relationship with the neighbor was really interesting. So I was fascinated by that. 
I think his partner in crime, as far as building the rockets, is the most bland guy on the show, and I don't care. Like, I feel like he needed to be recast because he didn't. He didn't bring anything. Well, but he's this. But he's the straight man. He's I know, but he. To, I know he's that, a straight that, man. That, that, but you need that, something underneath that. Like, I don't like. I don't believe that there's anything underneath that particular actor other than the the top layer. Like, I don't yeah, feel well, like there's anything else. I agree with you too, but I think it's also a problem. Um, from what I understand, he's a compilation character. There's he's a compilation of two different people who were in his life and and you know were, were that he was like batting his ideas off of. So I I am not sure that he's well written from that perspective. I don't know that anyone playing him would bring more to the character because I don't think they really did a good job of of creating this particular character. All right. supposed to be two different people. Well, let's move on. Also, we, wait, I think, can I say one? Okay, go ahead. Wait, can I say one thing? Go ahead. Uh, one tiny thing that, I mean, look, the the way Allison is um, making the guy sound pretty interesting, when you're watching the show, I felt, not just because of the Bryce uh, 13 Reasons Why connection, but he is basically, look, he's a white male who's cocky in the late 30s, and it's hard not to think of all the privilege that he has. And then I'm sure this was, I'm sure they had the best of intentions, but for him to be reading a comic book, which is essentially like exoticizing, like an Asian kind of culture. And he's a white guy. Eh, that also didn't set well with me. Like, Hey, I'm glad they hired Asians to play those roles. But like, I mean, he is literally just a white guy reading a comic and thinking of like, Oh, exotic and, this is, this can be me. Like that's classic, like white privilege stuff. And that just, I don't know. That was very eye rolling to me. So anyways, that was all I just wanted to add. <laughs> okay. as an Asian person. So, uh, get my two, my, get my Asian two cents in there. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about, uh, 13 reasons season two, and we'll talk up to where Peter has seen. Cause I, I, just I slammed six. through it. I slammed through it. I've seen everything. So what's you, the, what's Allison the last watching? thing? I don't think so. Allison. No. no, I haven't been watching it. Okay. What's the, it's actually, I'm like, uh, I just watched what was the last, the last thing. Um, Oh, it's, um, we're finding out more about the relationship that Hannah may or may not have had with Justin. Justin is the guy who's the drug addict now. Who was that Justin Hannah Hunt. had with Justin? Because we know. Well, 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 well oh, oh, it's not no, that no, it's no, more. No. It's just that they spent a little more time right. together. Right, and then and they're oh, I know what it is. It's the testimony of the guy who had the um, underground magazine that posted that her poem. Right, 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 that, right, right. That dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Justin Justin spent the exact same amount of days with her, but we just found out he slept over her house the night before, and she slept on the floor, and they just had like a little more conversation. That's really all they added to it. It wasn't well, a lot know, more. Um, but I, you know, I am. Um, I had heard a lot of criticisms about season two. Um, I mean, the big thing, of course, is that you know, like Big Little Lies and stuff. Thirteen Reasons Why is a. It, it was a, a solo book. And so the season one is pretty complete. So it is very much like, well, what are you going to do for season two? But I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely a little more uh, ridiculous, I guess, a little more. <laughs> like, um, but I am, I don't know. I'm, I'm still enjoying it. And, and strangely, the court 
case as a as a structure like it's not like it's not like the best thing ever but it works i mean i'm i'm like oh, okay it's kind of an interesting way to play out the characters i mean because in in the first season what i always kind of frustrated me was that 13 reasons why I always feel sort of like an, an intentional or unintentional comment on binge culture i mean it's it's literally a show that people binged on Netflix, you know, and it's about a guy who has 13 cassettes to listen to. But the weird thing was always that he doesn't really like listening to them. So in season well, they're one, hard goes, to listen to, to be fair. It is, but it always feels weird. I'm always just like, oh, please, Clay, get over yourself. Keep. Well, how could you not listen to these in one night like the rest of us? You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's but in the new season, we don't have that. So we don't. So now Clay is free to, you know, want to do the right thing. He's frustrated that he handed the tapes in and nothing ever happened to Bryce. Bryce seems to be getting away with everything, and I don't know. I think that works better. Um, but no, I'm enjoying it. Like I'm, yeah. I mean, you finished it, so I'm. I heard there's a third season. I don't know what they're going to come up with, but I mean, I'm. The yeah, third I, season I, is not going to be about Hannah. Hannah's story is done at the end of season two. So, I mean, well, see, this is where, this is where, like, it's funny, because I'm, I'm also watching, I'm also catching up on Allison's favorite show, and by that I mean a show Allison would never watch. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm watching Riverdale, and I'm on season two, I'm like halfway ah. through season two. And it's very enjoyable, it's a CW show, it is what it is, but a CW show, and I haven't watched the originals in forever, but like, those kind of shows can throw all these kind of ridiculous things for these teenagers. And you're just like, all right, whatever. Like, as long as I'm enjoying myself. But if you're telling me that the third season of 13 Reasons is not about Hannah, that makes me go, well, wait a minute. Does that mean that something, another outrageous thing happens? Like, this high school has the most outrageous things all in one school. <laughs> Whereas if you do it on a CD... Right, if you do it on a CD... Well, I mean, show, it's... But it, is it outrageous? Like, the, the, the events that happen to Hannah are not really outrageous. Like, in season one, those are all plausible things. Season two... See, I, I, mean, I don't think... I don't think anything is outrageous in season maybe one maybe at all. Maybe not outrageous, more... It's just... It's all so dense and happening to only three or four characters. I think that's what I meant. Okay. So... It's my belief, I do not know this, but from what I have seen of season two, it feels like there, and maybe this is what season three is going to be, it feels, um, the, the photographer character and his new friend, there's an episode where they're like shooting guns, and the mother just addressed that, was like, oh, the neighbor said you were shooting guns, and he's like, no, no, it was a BB gun, and I was like, wait a minute, I was like, are we moving to like a, a Sandy Hook Columbine thing? That, I guess that's what I mean. Look, unfortunately, in the world... We I was about, that's also still not outrageous. Of course. No, no, rape and shootings and drunk drive. Like, all these things do happen. It's more the, it's all in one school that I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. Where I'm just like, well, I don't know about that. Like, does that make sense? I'm not saying, of course, these are all ripped from the headline. It's kind of like, look, you can do that on Law & Order, right? Every episode, it's like, these are based on things that happen. But those are individual cases. So on this show, I'm like, so I'm supposed to believe that all these characters are basically going to do every extreme terrible thing. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Again, I don't know if it's going to happen. That's just my prediction. Well, they're, they are I mean, leaning very so, heavily I mean, in that direction. Um, and right, it gets right. more and more leaned into. But what I think is interesting is the um, – because the whole premise of season two is – 
is what Hannah did the school's fault or her own fault or her parents' fault for not catching it or whatever. And so they're trying to play the blame game. But what I really think is interesting is this, the counselor, the uh, guy who saw oh, Hannah. Just gonna fight. Yeah, yeah. Beat up Justin's deadbeat dad, stepdad guy. I got ugh. I was so happy when you punched him. Um, sorry. <laughs> but uh, he basically has a moment that's not really a spoiler, but basically he says that if we don't change how we deal with these kids and help these kids, this is going to keep happening over and over again. And uh, he has a point. So, yeah. and the principal is very much a jerk who doesn't seem interested in helping yeah. these kids at all. And, um, so if you tell me that something similar happens in season three, then I absolutely believe it because they didn't do anything to fix the problem. I so, see what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying, so, uh, yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, I see what you're saying there. I would like to add one more thing though. I am. So you don't think Hannah, do you, are you saying Hannah's story because she's kind of like a ghost character in season two, right? um, but still only to clay. Right, but she can talk to him and stuff. Are you saying that in season three, you don't think the actress is in it? Or are you saying that the, the plot is about somebody else? Because the actress could still come back, right? I mean, I like her. No, she's gone. I think she's going to be gone. I think I think Clay, Clay says his final goodbye at the end to her, and so she's gone. And there's no reason to have her flashbacks anymore. Like, but we like Hannah. I mean, I like her as a character. I do too, but go back and watch season one then. You know, it's like, that's not the story anymore. The story in season three is going to be different. Also, can I add, I was a little disappointed that um, season two begins with Clay five months later, and he's he's dating the coffee shop girl, who I really like. I like the barista girl. I really liked her. And he's having problems being intimate with her because he thinks of Hannah. And I thought a little of that was silly, like he kisses her, and then it's the actress plays Hannah and I was like ah it's a little silly like I was I understood why but basically in episode I want to say it's like three or something she basically breaks up with him the coffee girl and she's well, like, and she should because she could and tell she he should. should yes she totally should but I really liked her and I was like damn it so I was like I really <laughs> want her on the show because I like her as a character I mean you know what I'm okay fine she can break up with him but I would like to see more of her in in but see, it's the way the show's designed. Well, I mean, I guess all these shows are like this. Certain characters you're going to see because they're important. Other characters are connected to important characters. I'm worried now that the barista girl's gone for the season because she's really only connected to Clay. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, Whereas, and, she, like, and you're right. She is only connected to Clay. Right. So other characters, you're like, well, I'm always going to see Hannah's mom, at least in season two, because she's connected to Hannah. That uh, Yeah. So, but, but I very much, you know, I'm... I'm enjoying it. So wait, wait, you finished it. No, did you, are you going to watch season three? Did you, are you like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm watching season three. Well, one, I want to see what it, what it is because it's supposed to be different. So I want to see, and I like the characters. I absolutely like the characters. So I want to see what they're going to do. Who are your, who's your favorite character besides like the Hannah Clay stuff, the two, like taking them out. Yeah. I really like Jessica and I like uh, Alex. Yeah, I like Alex. Um, I was a little annoying in the first season. I like him better now. Yeah. I think Jessica is the actress playing her. I think she's the best person on the show. I think she's the, she has the, she also has a lot that she has to deal with, like as an actress. Like there's a lot that, 
and she pulls it off, man. I mean, like I, she to me is, I think she's the star of the show actually. Um, but, but I do, of course, I like Hannah and Clay and everyone. Um, but, and I, and you know, and Hey man, I have to sort of connect into the, uh, strange angel. I mean, I guess props to the actor who plays Bryce because that, I mean, in a weird way, he plays it so well that it's like, that happens, right? Where you have a character who's like a rapist or something terrible and then people don't like you in real life. I mean, that must, I mean, <laughs> I have no idea what this kid, I hope he's a very nice guy, but I'm like, oh, you're playing like the worst thing ever. It's like, I just don't trust you now, you know? So, yeah, but, I think yeah. unfortunately for him, I feel like he's going to be typecast for a minute. He's going to really have to get a role where he has to clean that slate because now I, he's gotta, I reflectively, he's like, I reflectively just hate right. him. Um, he has to take care of, take care of puppies and uh, <laughs> run a daycare or something. He has to be like the best guy ever now. Like, um, <laughs> because yeah, because to watch that, ugh, I'm like, oh my God, I just, I hate him so much. Like I hate Bryce, <laughs> like, which you're supposed to do, of course. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. He's doing a great job. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's uh, wait till you see his uh, his trial, his case, like when he's up on the stand. You're gonna you're gonna really, okay. really, yeah, that'll be great. It's gonna be a great one for you. All right, let's wrap that up. If you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Later. <laughs> <laughs>